Not one, not two, not three, not four, ten trades on Tuesday as the NFL gets wild at the trade deadline. We're going to break down winners and losers plus our week nine power rankings. You are locked on NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, trade deadline it was. He's Tony Wiggins. I'm James Rapine, and welcome in to another edition of Locked On NFL. And this, Tony, is why we have the best day of the week. We get to react to the trade deadline, and we're going to give you our winners. We're going to give you our losers. Today's episode brought to you by Prize Picks, and it's presented by Prize Picks because Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. You pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. It's pricepicks.com, promo code locked on. And Tony, without delay, and by the way, thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe on YouTube and make sure you follow wherever you get your podcast here for Locked On NFL. Winners, losers, let's start with winners. Who do you think won the trade deadline? Shout out to Kyle Krabs with Locked On Dolphins. I think the Miami Dolphins won this day, and, and they did that uh, by acquiring Bradley Chubb. And I just – I remember they, they got Jalen Phillips. And I'm thinking, like, they're going for it, and they realize what you have to do in this conference and in the league, but mainly in, in that conference they're in with those quarterbacks. You better get people that know how to hunt, and you, know how to, you better get people that know how to make – those quarterbacks in uh, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen make very, very quick decisions. I think them along with what they've done offensively, I think I saw somewhere where they took the number three overall pick last year and made it Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, and now Bradley Chubb. And I think, I think that's huge just for one draft choice to be able to move down to get the kind of capital you need in order to make those trades. And um, they are explosive offensively with two tag of a lower back. Uh, at quarterback, and now they've shored up their defense. So we we gave Greer a lot of flack for the way that they have been doing things behind the scenes. But right on front street in front of everybody, the Dolphins stepped up and showed up and showed out today. Yeah. Look, I like this model. You've got a, a quarterback on a rookie deal. You know what you need to do? You need to strike. You need to strike, mm-hmm. and you need to strike some more. And then when you think you don't need any more, you get another piece. Because that could be the difference. Bradley Chubb might make the game-winning tackle that allows them to to advance the AFC title game. Or the game-winning strip sack. And all it takes is one play for that trade to be worth it. And they're working on an extension form and all of that stuff. But you're right. I mean, that's that's the thing. And and I think you're going to see a theme here. To me, if you have a rookie quarterback and you have a team that looks like, hey, might be able to win now, you got to go all in. You got to really try to do what you can to put that team not just around the quarterback, but put your team in position to win. And I, I think the Dolphins did a heck of a job uh, of doing that and landing Bradley Chubb for a guy who a lot of people were talking, you know, two first right. at, at one point. That was in, in, it wasn't that at all. And so no. I, I thought that they did a heck of a job. 
I did too, man. Um, I know that the market for him had to be hot and heavy, but uh, I was shocked and surprised that the price was as, as low as it was. But you have to consider, you know, they have to pay him. You know, they don't have to pay him next year. I think they can franchise tag him next year, but nobody likes to do that, of course. But uh, that's a big move for the Dolphins. Another winner, I believe, in a sense, is Minnesota. And I'll tell you why. Because, one, they're already better than I thought they would be, better than I would imagine that they would be. I thought that they would be one of the worst teams. I might have to give you some credit or somebody because somebody told me they thought they would be sneaky good. I don't know if it was you or not. I'm just throwing it out there. You may have said that or something of that nature because we didn't believe in Green Bay. Right, because we didn't believe in Green Bay, right? So, well, you didn't believe in Green Bay. I did, but uh, you were right about that. And here's the other thing. In that offense that they run, there's always this third pass catcher, and I'm not talking about Dalvin Cook. There's always a third pass catcher. When you look at whether it's the 49ers or the Rams or whoever, they needed that other guy because even though they have one great receiver and then a very good receiver, and just like you know in Cincinnati, there's nothing like having that other third guy. You know what I'm saying? And and TJ Hawkinson can be that third guy. They gave up a little bit of a steep price for him, I believe a second and a third. But I believe in the middle of the field with Kirk Cousins needs all the help he can get. And I, and I mm-hmm. do believe uh, this is going to prevent some of those mismatches and some of those uh, shading to one side to stop one receiver in, in Justin Jefferson. I think now people are going to have to play them honestly, and I think that's going to bode well for Minnesota. I agree. I think that adding someone like Hawkinson, maybe it unlocks him, maybe he has another gear. You didn't lose picks. You got picks back, which I think pretty important there. And, and so, yeah, I like it. And, and I, I think if you're Hawkinson, you're like, okay, now I'm going on offense where I can really show it. And, and obviously that could lead to him getting big, big money uh, on the free agent market in the near future. I'm going to give you another winner. And it's a team that I guess technically added, but they subtracted. And oh boy, did they get it right. We're going to get it. We're going to disagree. Yeah, we're going to disagree on this. Yeah, yeah, we are going to disagree because the Pittsburgh Steelers traded Chase Claypool for the Bears' 2023 second-round pick. That's going to be a top 40 draft selection. Right. That's what that's going to be, a top 40. That You know, top 40 hits, yeah. And so, look. The Steelers, they already paid Deontay Johnson. They have George Pickens on you know, a rookie contract, but they really, really like him. I don't think they were paying Chase Claypool. So this isn't really about Chase Claypool, the player, and I know he takes a lot of flack. This is about what you got for a guy that you probably didn't have in your long-term plans to begin with. The Steelers aren't going anywhere. They added an asset for a guy that was kind of in the way of George Pickens anyways. So I, I really like what they were able to do there. And then they stole William Jackson III, a guy they wanted the draft in the 2016 draft. The Bengals took him 24th overall, and, and they uh, – I think they took Artie Burns 25th overall, but they wanted William Jackson. Now he reunites with Terrell Austin in Pittsburgh. We'll see how things work for William. But overall, I like what Pittsburgh did, getting rid of Claypool for what I think is going to be a top 40 pick. So here's where uh, both of us can be right. I agree with you from the Pittsburgh standpoint because Pittsburgh has been in the business of allowing receivers to go away anyway no because doubt. they've drafted yeah. well. When you look back at Plexico Bears, Antonio Holmes, uh, a long time ago, uh, Emmanuel, they 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 let a they let a, a lot of guys uh, get away. Emmanuel Sanders. So they've done yep. this over the years where they just uh, we ain't paying you, we'll just get another guy. 
eventually they let it, they got rid of Antonio Antonio Brown. We ain't paying you. We'll get another guy. So they've always sort of done that. And for them, their valuation for what they got is very good. They they should hope that. And I'm being honest when I say this that a guy whoever is in the second round is as good as Clay uh, Claypool because I think he's a good player. I just think that in the last two years he suffered a little bit. Because they they've been spotting at quarterback, even including the Hall of Famer Ben Roethlisberger, he couldn't throw the ball down the field. So mm-hmm. for me, outside of a few antics and a couple of the dumb things that he does with celebrating and all of that and tweeting out some stuff, I think he's a good player. And I'll go back to his rookie year when he played well. So for for them, it was good value, but also for the Bears, it was it was good value because I think this is exactly what they need on the opposite side of Darnell Mooney. So. The Bears got a second-round pick for linebacker Roquan Smith that they weren't going to pay. So if Pittsburgh wasn't going to pay Claypool, good for them, but it, it can also be good for the Bears. The only way I'll say if it wasn't good for the Bears is if the Bears were negotiating against themselves and they could have gotten him for a little bit less mm-hmm. than what they paid. It sounds like that the Packers were in on that, according to reports, too. And I, I think um, – I agree with you. Look – do you want to break Justin Fields or do you want to give him a shot to actually be an NFL quarterback? Right. Cause you need to give him some weapons. It's a weapons league. Welcome to the NFL. So I, I get it. And I get the urgency to do that. What other deals could have been had? Not sure because not many receivers got dealt. And I think that's a good spot to stop and go from winners to losers and losers. Oh, are we coming for you? But first, a word from Simply Safe. If you thought about securing your home with home security, but you've been putting it off, you need to listen up because right now, Locked On NFL listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you're not going to want to miss it. Here's why I love it because it's not just some sensors that you put on your door and windows. No, no, no. HD cameras outside, inside. If you want both, you could do that. They have 24-7 monitoring by professionals that are going to make sure to keep you safe. So in an emergency, 24-7 professional agents, well, they use fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get priority police response. So don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that I recommend and get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on today. Again, that's simplysafe.com slash locked on. This is their biggest discount of the year. So don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. Excuse me, locked on NFL. I should have said that. Simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right. Wednesday edition of Locked On NFL. James Rapine, Tony Wiggins talking about winners in segment one of the trade deadline. Now we'll do losers in segment two of the trade yep. deadline and my losers are not necessarily it's not necessarily anybody that got i got two but i'm gonna go one at a time one is a good team and one is a bad team jerry jones hinted that the dallas cowboys would spare no expense and they would basically go for it if you will and the, the moves <laughs> that were made by the 49ers and the 49ers look so strong i think the dallas cowboys may have put them in put themselves in a situation had they gone out and tried to get one of these receivers that we mentioned that's going to play this year, I think they could have put themselves in a situation to be very, very dangerous. 
but they're going to have to go down the stretch unless they get in the Odell Beckham sweepstakes, which that is the type of team that he would go play for now. They're going to be, and maybe they know something we don't, but I expected them to be out here shopping for a wide receiver to help C.D. Lamb, and uh, they didn't do it. No, they didn't do it. And, you know, there was a a guy available that would have fit cap-wise at least this year, and Brandon Cooks. That's the thing people overlook now. He didn't have a big cap hit this year. He restructured his deal, obviously has some guaranteed money next year, and he's a loser for me because he didn't get moved to a contender, and he's stuck in Houston. Mm-hmm. Stuck, one of the world's fastest men stuck in Houston where they ain't going anywhere. They're, they might be the worst team in the NFL. And meanwhile, the Packers were interested in the Rams potential reunion and all of these teams. No one pulled the trigger. The Cowboys could have been really interesting. Uh, it's uh, that's rough. You know, that's rough for Brandon Cooks. And, um, I, you know, I, I agree with you on, on Dallas, but I'm going to give you another NFC team. And then I'm going to get to the team that I cover because well, I think they fall in this category. But first, the Green Bay Packers. Mm. What, what do they call Green Bay, by the way? Do they call it Title Town? Yes. Oh, uh, okay. Well, what moves that? Oh, they tried. They tried to get Chase Claypool. They tried right. to get. One of my best friends is a Packers fan, okay? Mm-hmm. And for a long time, he was like, all right, man, they're trying. He, he was sipping the Kool-Aid. Now I think he's the other way. He's like, man. You know how they are. <laughs> they tried, and, and then they, they don't get anything done. Look, to me, they don't even have – I mean, maybe they, they squeak into the playoffs. They're maybe. not a contender. No. So why did you not add something? I think Josina Anderson was like, oh, well, there's still a receiver on the market, Odell Beckham Jr. You need to win now, so Odell's maybe interested in coming there anyways. Exactly. So I, I think Green Bay is uh, – they're a big loser because they didn't get anything. No weapons, no help. To me, no hope. I'll tell you another team that uh, I agree with you, by the way, with Green Bay, and uh, you've been beating me up about them all year. Because I've been they don't have any them. sand in their pockets. Man. Right. They ain't, got, yeah, they, they, ain't, they ain't got no hiring parts. You're right. Uh, Carolina. Carolina, oh. maybe this breath of fresh air that they have because of the effort that they've had the last two weeks, even though one ended in a controversial loss. Maybe they decided because of the new energy, and it seems it's it's like Matt Rule left left the party and everybody got happy and partied all night long, you know. And it must have been something about him because since he's been gone, this thing has totally changed. They whipped Tampa and they should have beat Atlanta, and I, and I'm thinking that that enthusiasm probably stopped them from house cleaning and just dumping everything because you you heard weeks ago that they were. Everybody was expendable. Everybody, they, they were just going to start totally over. And we sort of disagree with that notion that if you have a 25-year-old pass rusher and a 25-year-old stud defensive tackle, why would you trade them? You know, you don't get rid of them because the only thing you hope to do is replace them with guys just like that, right, with those draft picks. So I'm not necessarily disappointed they didn't do something, but sometimes those victories that you have, like the ones they've had recently, could be a little bit of fool's gold, and you probably should have gone out and rebooted the whole thing. Yeah, I, yeah, maybe maybe you should have. All right, I, I have to get though to my last loser. Did you see it. the Bengals? Did you see the Bengals on Monday night? I actually was on medication. I fell asleep, okay. so I did not well, see it. But I did check out the highlights. Well, well you fell asleep. Well, Life they must was... have been asleep at the wheel, right? Because they lost their number one cornerback for the season in Chidobe Awuzie. Jamar Chase is injured. 
their best defensive player, in my opinion, DJ Reader, is still out. Trey Hendrickson's dinged up. And so it's like, oh, well, maybe you should have had a receiver, cornerback, pass rusher, something. And they didn't make a deal. And this is why the Dolphins deserve praise. I don't know if the Dolphins are going to win anything. I do think Joe Burrow is better than Tua Tungavailoa, right? And yet the Dolphins are willing to go all in around him. This Bengals team, I don't think they have enough right now. Because even when Jamar gets healthy, Cheeto's done, not going to play. Other injuries happen. And when you're on a rookie contract and your quarterback's on a rookie contract and he's a star, Tony, you know what you can't say? Ah, well, we lost that year because of injury. No, no, no. If the window's open, you got to prop that thing open. And the only way to prop it open is to continue to bring in talent aggressively. I want players. I don't give a damn about picks. You shouldn't care about picks. That doesn't mean F them picks, go all in like that and, and go crazy with the budget and all of those things. But they couldn't have made a move, a move. Yeah. That to me, it's a joke. And any team that has a rookie quarterback like that, it should be the same thing. By the way, if they had traded for TJ Hawkinson, if they had done that move, it's a little weird. It's not like they're in the tight end market, but it could have made life easier on Joe Burrow. If they had added uh, a defensive player that could have made life easier for their defense. I'm open to it. It's not just those positions that I named. So, yeah, I think they uh, they were a disappointment. Normally, they don't make deadline deals. Still a disappointment. They, they end up on the loser list for me. And, and and I'm with you because the saddest thing that usually what happens in a case when you have a good team that has some injuries, they can just rely on something else. Like Dallas did it while Dak Prescott was out. You, one of those things that you rely on is your offensive line and your ability to run the football and control the clock. And I don't think mm-hmm. the Bengals can do that at this point all right check this out locked on sports today thanks for making locked on nfl your first listen for your second listen today check out locked on sports today from the games that matter to the biggest stories in sports go beyond the scoreboard and beyond the scenes and behind the scenes always say behind the scenes behind the scenes with local experts and insights only locked on can provide locked on sports today is available on this app youtube and wherever you get your podcast power rankings will come up here in segment three but first i must tell you about prizepicks.com that's right or the prize picks app what is it it's daily fantasy that's right and they have these entries with prize picks selects that have player projections okay so what you have to do is look at those entries and those projections and decide whether or not they're going to be more or less than what prize picks has designated. And if you do that, you pick at least two teams or two players, and you can go up to five players. And if you get them all right, you can win up to 10 times your money. Now, there's no competing against other people. It's just you versus that projections. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy. Like I said, go to prizepicks.com or download the prize picks app and sign up for daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 with your promo code, which is locked on. If you deposit $100, you'll get $100 matched up by prize picks. If you deposit $50, prize picks will give you $50 on top of your initial deposit. Don't forget to enter the promo code, which is locked on, at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. 
Let's keep things rolling by switching gears and talking about our week nine power rankings, Tony. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can see them, but we will go through them for all of our podcast listeners out there, starting with, well, no surprise, the Bills staying pat at number one, Eagles two, Chiefs three, no changes in the top three, but the Vikings move up a spot to fourth, Cowboys move up from eighth to fifth, followed by the Ravens at six, San Francisco 49ers at seven, the Titans at eight. The Bengals falling to number nine, following that ugly loss on Monday Night Football, and the Seahawks in the top ten. They might have written them off, but the Seahawks aren't riding back. In the words of Geno Smith, tenth in this week's power rankings. Outside of Seattle, this thing is starting to look the way the second group, the second wave behind those first three teams is starting to look normal. You know, with the Vikings and the Cowboys and the Ravens, with the 49ers, who, in my opinion with them getting healthy is probably the scariest team in the NFL if they get all of those people back. So uh, shout out to the Bengals and the Seahawks though, for holding the back end up. The Titans are kind of getting back to where they were rightfully belong uh, because the AFC South is trash again, outside of them. Let's run through the 11 through 21. The giants had their first loss in a while and they dropped to six and two. So they're 11th. The Chargers, who everyone believes is still good, but for some reason they keep tripping and slipping. Then you have the New York Jets, the Dolphins, who are much like the 49ers. The Dolphins are 14. The Dolphins are extremely dangerous, especially after the moves they made today. The Rams at 15, Saints at 16, Falcons at 17. Bucks, who knows, at 18, the Patriots at 19. Green Bay, who we talked about earlier, is 20, and Arizona is 21. No real surprises there. Wild man, Bucks, Packers. This, uh, you know, two got two teams just falling, falling, falling. The Rams, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. ugly after winning at halftime. I mean, are any of these teams good? A lot of people expected all three of them to be good, and not really sure. The Dol- the Dolphins. We'll see. They're they're fourteenth, but obviously we talked about the move they made today. Yeah, everybody in that fifteen to twenty one range is perplexing, and mm-hmm. you you just don't know what you're gonna get. Week from week to week, like the, like the Patriots. I had no idea they were going to beat the Jets. I thought they wouldn't. Let's go to 22, which is the Commanders, which is an improvement for them. They've been on a little bit of a winning streak. The Browns could be sort of coming around after last night, and then they get Deshaun Watson back in about a month. The Raiders are at 24. The Bears at 25. The Broncos, 26. The Steelers at 27th, along with the Colts at 28th. Jacksonville at 29, the bottom three are the Panthers, Lions, and Texans in that order. Still surprised that the Colts and the Steelers and the Broncos are as bad as they are. And the Raiders are another team that just keep going up and down this pole, up and down this pole. So, yeah, man, that's it. Those are your power rankings for week nine. No, Not too many surprises. Everything is still real top heavy, super top yep. heavy. No doubt about it. It's Wild, wild. What a wild trade deadline. This one delivered, Tony. No doubt about that. Yeah, it did, man. It did. And uh, now we know the teams that are set for the rest of the season. And uh, we'll see how it goes. Everyone except the Jaguars were focused on this year. The Jaguars traded for Calvin Ridley, which focuses on next season. But we won't focus on next season. We'll be right back here the same time, same place on Wednesday. I will be out of the country. So I may join you guys. We'll see how the reception works. If not, James will hold it down for us here on Locked on NFL. Make sure you tune in every single day. We're free on all platforms, and we thank you for making us your first listen. Take care of each other. Until the next time, for James and Tony.